0: You're listening to Rocky Mountain Review on 90.5 FM KCSU Fort Collins for Thursday, September 21st. I'm Lee Zimpel, and this is KCSU's news broadcast that airs every Tuesday and Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m. As always, we here at the Rocky Mountain Review strive to give you the most up-to-date, unbiased, and factual news. On today's show right now is Latinx Heritage Month and CSU's El Centro is hosting a variety of events on campus to celebrate. Learn what you can expect to see for upcoming events and more in campus news. And the Larimer County Sheriff's Office released an update on the man who was found dead in Horsetooth Reservoir last week in a news release Tuesday. More on this in local news. Later on in the broadcast, get an inside look into CSU's volleyball team as KCSU sports director Caleb Allen sits down with Kennedy Stanford, who is the outside hitter. And with that, we'll get started with your campus news. CSU's El Centro is hosting a variety of events all throughout the next month. Latinx Heritage Month started last Friday, and there have already been a variety of events on campus since then. But don't worry, there are still plenty of events to keep an eye out for if you missed any this week or if you just want to keep celebrating. On Tuesday, the 26th, El Centro is hosting a Latinx graduate student meetup where grad students are invited to gather to focus on ways to navigate and heal from the stressors that can come with being in an academic space that doesn't necessarily reflect your own culture or heritage. It's a well-known fact that CSU is a predominantly white institution, and this event is centered on helping grad students de-stress from the challenges that can bring, on top of the already stressful challenges that being a grad student can bring. The graduate student meetup will happen from 4 to 5 p.m. at the Lori Student Center. Then on Wednesday, the 27th, if weather permits, there will be an outdoor screening of the movie Encanto. If it ends up raining, the screening will move indoors at the Behavioral Science Building, but you can still bring a blanket to prepare for sitting outside. The movie will start at 8 p.m. Then on Thursday, the 28th, El Centro is teaming up with the Black and African-American Cultural Center to explore the history of slavery in Latin America and the modern Afro-Latinx experience. From 4 to 5 p.m., the Lori Student Center will be hosting two capoeira teachers from Arizona who will discuss and demonstrate the art of capoeira while discussing the Afro-Latinx experience along the way. And if you happen to be a CSU employee, including student employees, you're invited to stop and grab some coffee as El Centro's Cafecitos is mixing with the Pride Resource Center's Queer Coffee. The event is open to Latinx and or LGBTQ plus faculty and staff on Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. After next week, October will still be full of events to continue the celebration of Latinx Heritage Month. If you wanna learn more about those, or if you wanna learn more about how and when to attend the events that were just highlighted, all of that information is available to you at the official El Centro website. The search for CSU's next vice president has made some progress. The search committee has narrowed down the candidate list to three, and now any member of the CSU community has a chance to learn about and question each of them. All three finalists will be visiting campus for interview, facility tours, and community open forums that will be open to all CSU students, staff, and faculty. All the open forums will be held in person at the Never Know Summer Ballroom in the Lori Student Center, which is in the newly renovated northern section of the building on the bookstore. The first candidate will be speaking on Tuesday, September 26th, from 10 to 1130 a.m., The second will be on Monday, October 2nd, also at 10 to 1130 in the morning. And the third will be the following Monday, which is the 9th at the same time in the morning from 10 to 1130 a.m. Even though the forums will be in-person, you can still join virtually over Microsoft Teams. The link will be made available the day before each forum. If you visit the website president.calustate.edu and find the page about the search for the Vice President, you will be able to find more information about how to see each finalist's cover letters and CVs, as well as the online meeting links. Information for this update comes from both the CSU Source and the official CSU President Office website. One statewide nonprofit organization is teaming up with Colorado State University to help CSU employees find and access affordable housing right here in Fort Collins. It's no secret that the local housing market is steeply priced, and navigating it can be a headache. But, if you're an employee at CSU, you are invited to attend a series of free workshops hosted by the nonprofit group Elevation Community Land Trust. The ECLT has multiple single-family homes in the Fort Collins market right now that run about 40% cheaper than the market average, and they're currently in the process of building an additional 54 affordable townhomes in the city. The free educational workshops will walk participants through the qualifications applicants need in order to attain affordable housing, as well as some other useful tips in navigating the housing market and how to access certain opportunities. These classes will be offered online over Zoom and you'll have the ability to choose either English or Spanish. The first class will be an informational session from noon to 1 p.m. on October 9th. Then there'll be a couple more educational sessions after that. You can find the Zoom meeting link as well as more information about how to attend on the CSU Source website. In local news, a Fort Collins man was found dead on a trail in Horsetooth Reservoir last week, and now officials say he died from a gunshot wound. The Larimer County Sheriff's Office made the announcement Tuesday, where they also clarified that the circumstances of the man's death are still under investigation. The man was identified as 64-year-old Paul Gallenstein. He was found dead on the Reservoir Ridge Foothills Trail at around 10.15 in the morning on Sunday, September 10th. Investigators called the death suspicious and are still investigating what led to it. Even though he was found with a gunshot wound, the Larimer County Coroner's Office still haven't determined the manner of his death. When Gallenstein was discovered, officials said they performed an extensive search of the area using the K-9 unit and drone team, but still no weapon was found at the scene. The Sheriff's Office also noted that the search, while extensive, was still impacted by the heavy rainfall that happened days before the discovery, as well as by the dense foliage that surrounded the area. Officials are asking anyone who may find or found a weapon or any items that could be related to the case to contact the sheriff's office. As of now, it's been made public that there is one identified witness who was on the trail the morning Gallenstein was found. But officials still encourage anyone else who was there that morning between 9 and 11 a.m. to reach out to law enforcement or crime stoppers of Larimer County. In a news release, as Captain Bobby Mall shared his condolences with Gallenstein's family and friends, he said that investigators have been working non-stop to track down witnesses and evidence, and that the work wouldn't stop until it was solved. If you have information on the case or were on the Reservoir Ridge Foothills Trail the morning of September 10th, you can contact Investigator Ryan Adams at 970-498-5174. Or you can share information anonymously with Crime Stoppers of Larimer County at 970-221-6868 or at www.stopcriminals.org. Information for this story comes from the Coloradoan. Coming up after the break, you'll hear an interview with CSU Volleyball's outside hitter Kennedy Stanford and KCSU's Sports Director Caleb Allen. CSUFM fm has purchased our broadcast license from the Colorado State University Board of Governors. Enjoy!
1: that CSU has a game show? Ramboozled airs every month on Channel 11 and under CTV 11 at 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. A game that puts clubs, professors, and students head-to-head intense trivia about their specific subject. For more information for how and when you can tune in, you can check it out at CTV Channel 11 on Instagram.
2: now by Kennedy Stanford, outside hitter from CSU Volleyball. How are you doing today, Kennedy? Doing pretty good. Yeah, You Excited guys to just got done with practice and you volleyball has obviously been your life. Mm-hmm. Kind of run me through the background of your volleyball story, your volleyball history.
1: Ah, so, it's kind of funny. I didn't really start playing until uh, seventh grade and that was really just to keep my carpool. I'm going to be completely honest. <laughs> I was carpooling with someone I said I wasn't going to play and then she decided to try out and so I decided to try out as well. I was on the fourth lowest team. I was A1, A2, B1, B2. I was really bad uh, for quite some time, and so didn't really start playing like high-level competitive volleyball until I was probably 15. So,
2: I mean, what does that conversation look like? Because now here you are a few years later and you're one of the best players on your team, one of the best players in the conference. You're playing in global matchups across the world. What is, I mean, how does it get that far? What what kind of, when did it hit you that like you could be good at this?
1: Yeah, um, you know, it was kind of just a process. I had bounced around in positions a bunch and I'd watched a lot of volleyball, you know, a lot of high level volleyball whenever I was, you know, first starting out and thinking like, oh, I want to do that, but ne- not necessarily being in a position where i could do anything remotely close and so then as i progressed there were a lot of coaches along the way who helped me kind of start to get better and better each year and make these giant leaps and so after a few years of a lot of just like one-on-one practice and just getting reps, 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 it was finally like, okay, I think I can actually do this in college and I think I could do it at a high level.
2: Well, you're now you obviously are here. You're a senior now. You've had plenty of time on campus. You're a journalism and communications major. What exactly do you want to get into with that? Because there's so many avenues you can go through.
1: Yes. I uh, was focused more on the PR side. So sports PR is kind of my goal. I would love to, my parents are from Illinois, so I'd love to end up in Chicago. Chicago would, would be like my dream city because I love Chicago sports and I think that that's a really great city that supports okay. sports and a lot of culture there that I would love to tap into. What, I guess, got you interested then
2: in the sports um, communications type side of things and um, I guess, what was that initial moment like when you realized that's what you wanted to do?
1: Yeah, my dad, we, I, as I was young, loved sports. That was our like big thing that we bonded up around virtually any sport. You could turn it on and we would watch and I also enjoyed writing and so that made me think about sports journalism and that was kind of my goal when I first came into college and then exploring the PR side of things I really discovered that I enjoyed kind of the nuances of like building a story creating a story and kind of uplifting a specific team with a goal and so that was something that I kind of transitioned into as I got into college.
3: Nice and then we're going to switch it up and get some volleyball questions going. Um, How how are you feeling personally and how's the team feeling after a very busy non-conference schedule and a lot of matches played and sets? Yeah Uh,
1: we are we've joked a bunch that we're just trying to squeeze as much volleyball out of the season as possible at this point. I think we've played as many five setters as you possibly (laughs) can. Um, but I think we all feel good about it because it puts us to the test competitively like it is something that we knew going into the year that we were gonna have a really hard non-conference and that was something that we wanted we wanted to really put ourselves to the test and getting wins against these ranked opponents or power five teams and even pushing teams to five that we probably aren't necessarily supposed to be competing with just based on what people may see on paper is something that I think we all wanted to do and prove to us that we are the level of talent that is needed to compete not only in the Mountain West but beyond that in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, well, you mentioned
2: you played so many sets, five setters galore of the week where you played 20 sets in four matches. (laughs) What is your, I guess – refueling look like and what does your rest look like ahead of these weeks? Because you went from a week where you played back-to-back nights against two Mm -hmm. top ten teams and the next week you played four or five setters Mm -hmm. and then you had and then the following week was like three matches in a row. What does your rest and relaxation kind of look like?
1: Yeah, a lot of credit to uh, Megan Frey, our trainer. She is amazing at keeping us, you know, healthy. She keeps our bodies right and so that is really what keeps us going is her ability to uh, Keep us healthy and be in tune with what we need, and so a lot of talking to her, a lot of talking to our dietitian Matt. Um, we did a lot of, you know, preseason talks about make sure you're taking care of our bo- your bodies, and so we were able to kind of develop plans for each of us, and now are able to work on that while we're in season. But
2: looking at this roster, I mean, year after year, you've led this team in kills and led this team in attacks. That's mm-hmm. not so much the case anymore, not because you've you know lessened your impact on this team, but because other players have mm-hmm. kind of rose with you. Talk about the depth and the positives. A lot of people would look at this like a negative, oh, you're not getting as many kills or touch, mm-hmm. and stats-wise, you're lower, but overall as a team coach Emily Cohen's talked about having all of you guys going at the same time and right now it's kind of all clicking for you guys
1: yeah I think we knew that we were going to be a very balanced team this year and it's you know it's fun to be the player who gets all the balls but I it makes everyone's life easier if everything is spread out and so it was one of those things where we knew the type of talent we had in the gym and that we should have five hitters who can all put a ball away and so that was one of those things where it was like I was a known for me heading into this year was it's got to be more Balance for us to be as successful as we can, and so it was a honestly a good thing that we ended up balancing it out.
3: And then, so you have all these accolades, Mountain West All-Conference, you had that a couple of times, Uh, multiple Mountain West Offensive Player of the Week, Mountain West Academic All-Conference, and Mountain West Scholar-Athlete, you got that once. How have you been able to make an impact as a leader with your teammates? Um, Because, I mean, you're a senior, you have all these accolades, you've done, you have an incredible resume here. Um, And how have you been a leader to your teammates and especially those uh, either underclassmen or those that haven't had that Mountain West Conference experience?
1: Yeah, it's definitely something that I try to do is like make an effort to build relationships off the court and outside of volleyball. I think that it's easy when we're on the court to kind of connect over everything that's going on, but finding time to like meet up for coffee or ice cream or whatever with everyone off the court is what I think makes a better leader because it's that trust that we have and so i think that that is something that i credit a lot to being able to lead on this team is taking the volleyball side out of it and then once we do get on the court being able to have people who are willing to ask questions that always helps because i think we're all experienced enough that with our freshmen and our sophomores we all want to answer any questions they do have and so as they are more comfortable just talking to us that becomes a lot easier for everyone well you just mentioned You're a six
2: rotation player. You didn't even start playing volleyball until seventh grade. I mean, when did you start seeing those skills develop where you could, you know, you're, I mean, you're not the biggest outside hitter on any roster, but you compete with the biggest and the best of them all, but you also can play that back line and kind of give that uh, lateral quickness and things like that that are kind of required back there. When did that kind of kick in and when did those you know, skills start developing for you?
1: Um, It was probably like when I was 17 that I really like nailed down the focus on the back row side of things. I was playing a lot of different, positions as I was younger. And so it was the first year that I really got to focus on being an outside. And so then that kind of built that into my game. And that was where Tom decided, okay, I think the six rotations is an option here. And so from there, when I arrived, that was kind of the next thing that they wanted me to work on as finding a way for me to build the passing and then the defense into my game was a big deal because we knew Bree was going to graduate a year after I was here and all of that. And so they wanted to find a way for me to develop that side of my game
3: and then um so volleyball is growing as a sport it's gotten huge this year 92,003 people for that nebraska game and with all these new tv deals on sundays and everything what's your reaction to the growth of volleyball
1: yeah it's i mean something that you kind of have to take pride in watching the nebraska game and seeing kind of all of the records being broken I think virtually every team this year has broken some sort of attendance record that is something that's impressive and my parents were people who didn't watch volleyball at all and so I knew kind of the infectious nature of the sport like once you get somebody watching they'll stay watching and so I understood that but to see that really just multiply so quickly is something that I mean it's so impressive and it is a testament to the amount of communities out there that are really rallying around their volleyball teams and that is something that's really nice
2: well the non-conference schedules behind you mm-hmm. this week starts the week of conference play and you guys aren't starting any easier Boise State's a great team a lot of great hitters um, you know Paige Barsh I believe it's yes. one of the best players in the conference yes. you guys got your hands full with that you're going into this conference week this is when the games not the non-conference it doesn't matter but conference you know those are the games yeah. you're, you're supposed to win mm-hmm. what are your thoughts and feelings going into conference yeah um, here a couple days
1: out definitely feeling confident I think that we We put ourselves through a gauntlet in non-conference so that we could come out of this with some level of confidence, but also an understanding of how to play a lot of different teams. We've played top 10 teams that have the most athletic players, and we've played teams that are a lot more scrappy, a lot smaller, that are very similar to other teams we'll see in the Mountain West. And so I think that we've prepared ourselves well. And now we know like finding our consistent level in a conference slate where every night people are going out trying to beat you is very fun it's the fun part of season where we really get to find our stride
0: that was csu volleyball's outside hitter kennedy stanford speaking with kcsu sports director caleb allen if you liked what you heard and want more inside looks into csu sports you can find the kcsu sports podcasts, articles and more on kcsufm.com under the sports section KCSU programming is
2: supported by Chippers Axe Throwing with a new axe throwing facility inside of Chippers Horse Tooth Lanes. You can book an axe throwing experience at Chipperslanes.com. Located at Chippers Horse Tooth Lanes 217 West Horse Tooth Road near the intersection of College Avenue and Horse Tooth Road. Chippers Lanes, Bowling, Laser Tag, Arcade, Axe Throwing, and Sand Volleyball. Reserve online at chipperslanes.com.
0: Zempel back with your weekend weather report and today it's looking pretty nice outside today and the next couple days are going to follow the same trends that have been happening earlier this week today is mostly sunny we will ride a high near 80 tonight it'll cool off to a low of 48 and we'll see a slight pickup in winds after midnight. Friday will follow that nice pattern of keeping a high around 80 degrees and sunny skies but it'll be just a bit windier than it was today. Friday night will stay mostly clear and will get a bit cooler than tonight, with a low of 46 and slightly stronger winds. Saturday should be cool and breezy, nearing a high of 77 before dropping down to a low of 42 in the night. It'll stay breezy all throughout the day and night, so it'll be one of the colder feeling nights in the next couple days. Sunday will be about the same but less windy with sunny skies and a high of 78 and Sunday night will dip into a low of 45. This weekend is looking pretty good for some outdoor plans, I know I'm looking forward to those cooler days. That was your weekend weather report and all information was gathered from the National Weather Service. And that is all for today, we would like to thank Damien Castile for our amazing theme music that's playing right now. We would also like to thank the rest of our staff here at KCSU and Rocky Mountain Student Media. We couldn't do this without you. Finally, we couldn't do this without you, dear listener, so thank you. If you missed any part of today's show, you can find the RMR podcast on kcsufm.com under the news or podcast section, or you can also find us on Spotify or anywhere else you listen to your podcasts by searching KCSU News. And with that, we'll see you next time.